Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lethal Podcast. In this episode, we took a quick break from the Africa series to address the tornado that has been happening on the internet the last couple of weeks uh, when it comes to heavy arrows and high front of center. We talk about the current status of the industry and why we're happy that some things are happening and why we're not happy that other things are happening. Uh, really, it's an, uh, you know we felt that we needed to have this episode sooner than later uh, to keep us all going in the same direction and to understand what this movement is truly about. Uh, I won't say much more. Uh, I'll just let the episode do the talking for us because we certainly did plenty of it. Um, we do have new merch on the website, so go check that out. Well, we just dropped our Shoot Heavy Arrows eye chart shirt. Uh, it got a great response on social media when we put it online. Uh, we have a very special announcement at the end, so be sure to listen for that. Um, as always, if you like the content, check us out on social media. I have been on the struggle bus for Instagram lately, but I promise I'm going to get back on track over there as you guys uh, uh, really give us some love and, and send us tons of messages, so we haven't forgot about you all. Um, if you could take 30 seconds of your time right now to just drop us a quick review on iTunes, that would be much appreciated, and it helps us out in the exposure algorithm quite a bit. So I've been talking long enough, so let's get to the episode. Man, it's been so long. Like, it's been a year ago since we were really fighting all those technical demons. Because I we I, we haven't really paid like we haven't really said anything about it. But we hit our one year anniversary. Year. Yeah, yeah, just over a year. We hit our one year anniversary yeah, like yeah. like two or three weeks ago. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we honestly, we were probably getting close to my actual one year. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, because I, I was in, in like some of the initial discussions when we first kind of dreamed up, like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if we did something like this. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like when we were, you know, half zoned out driving to Texas the one time. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, well, but. this this whole discussion <laughs> probably started at least at least three or four years ago. I would yeah. guess probably yeah, three I mean, years it, ago. We had tossed it around a handful of times. We yeah. talked about it at more length on the long drive to Texas. Yeah. And then you guys actually made it a reality while I was trying to start my own little venture. And yeah, and I, I jumped on board. Yeah. Well, we're, we're happy you're here, Rob. It's, it's been a good <laughs> ride. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> well, well, I guess it's still funny that like really what lit a fire under our ass was somebody else was doing it so horribly. We were just like, oh, no, <laughs> we, oh. we have to stop this. That's what's uh, fun. Though. We came in with the worst intentions. and We did. We really did. Then we somehow course corrected. We're like, actually, we're being real shitbags. Yeah, yeah. But Well, <laughs> but, well I, I guess I, I think that's due to some of the people we're going to talk about and mention later. I was yeah, say, this sounds to... like on topic for this week's <laughs> discussion. <laughs> this is very on topic, actually. <laughs> Oddly enough. Um, so, okay. So we recorded this once. And we're going to try and do it again because I wasn't very nice in the last one. And well, I think we all had our moments of, uh, <laughs> of frustration and venting, you know. Uh, yeah. You can, only, no, you can only cut and, you know, copy paste so much and <laughs> just start, start sounding like garbage after a little while. It, it would have been, t- been a tough one to edit. I, say, I think all of us were kind of just like, you know, we all fed came up, to the... Frustrated. Well, yeah, but like when we, you know, it we let it sit for. I mean, I'm usually the last person to be like, "Hey, I probably shouldn't have said all that." 
Yeah. But, you know, the it longer I like it for a little while. Yeah. I was like, did. 12 hours later, I'm like, hmm, I don't feel good about that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I had a conversation with somebody directly afterwards, uh, w- w- which was like completely like I hadn't prompted it at all. And yeah. their like exact conversation was about what we talked about and how it's just kind of it is what it is. And I was like, I think that's a sign that we should not publish that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it and I will email it to you guys so that we can always listen to it and look back and laugh. But uh, probably not a publisher. Yeah, that's OK. You got to have those once in a while. Yeah, we'll see. Unless things go like way off the deep end and then I will publish it because then I really won't care about some of the things that were said. Um, but uh, so all this kind of relates back to, um, but man, I, I'm so, I've, I love the sound drop of Rob at the beginning of the, of that episode. Welcome to lethal podcast. We're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you should really keep that sound bite. Oh, I like, will. Oh, it's, that, it's going to be in our intro. Utilize somewhere. <laughs> it's going to be in an intro when I eventually make a new one for sure. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, uh, okay, so what all of this is stemming from is, uh, in case you have been living under a rock for the last uh, month or so? Yeah, a couple weeks at least. When when was ATA? When was ATA? That's kind of when everything well, I mean, started. Second week of January, that's when we yeah. were in DSC. Yeah, it was same. Yeah, it was same weekend as uh, Dallas Safari Club, so we couldn't make yep. it to ATA, sad face. Um, so if you have been living under a rock... Uh, one second. I'm gonna edit, or I'm gonna edit. I will edit this out. My air just kicked on, and it is so damn loud. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nest. Where's my at? That reminded me off. to uh, turn my thing off in the hotel. Yeah. Room. Yeah. Sometimes it. Uh, why is the heat on? What in, on earth? Turn off. Go away. It's February. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there but like, <laughs> but it hey, was, it, it was we like had a heat wave today. It was like, yeah, it's what I'm saying. It was like degrees. Like uh, it was like it was 60 degrees. Either. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was pretty, like, pretty warm here today too, but it was like 80 mile an hour wind gusts. So yeah, that's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Um, Okay. <laughs> take take three um so if you uh if you have been living under a rock um so basically what has happened is the hunting public posted a video and podcast with troy ranch Ferry for the uninitiated and uh the internet has been on fire for like the last month with everyone asking about heavy arrow setups high front of center setups what to do bomb proof how did everything how to do it bomb proof yeah well that's (laughs) the new the new buzzword um so it's been it's been an interesting month to say the least because we have been busy as hell of really good conversations there have across the board and this is in groups that i have never seen these type of discussions happening right so I mean, I mean it's happening in Bow Hunters of, of America. Good. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Bow Hunters of America, I'm not Knock in that on group. Nation, archery talk of every state and whatever. Like 
I mean, any archery related group, I have seen these kind of discussions happening on. Yeah. It's and it's not up. just one post. It's yeah. day after day, multiple posts from different people just looking for information and getting a mess. You know, I mean, there's you got to sift through it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, well, uh, and we've been we've been busy replying a lot. Yes. I know, Rob, you've been your business has been blowing up with the amount of test packs you're getting sent out. And yeah, uh, lots of test packs. I mean, the the week after the hunting public actually was published with Troy. Mm-hmm. I mean, my website traffic from Google. I mean, yeah, what was it? Because typically most of my stuff comes from Facebook. Right. But it flipped to like 60, 65 percent from Google. And my my traffic went up like over 400 percent. Yeah. Our traffic went up like 200 percent on the lethal website. And I mean, part of that is the the aerospeed calculator that is still Mm -hmm. getting passed around all over the place. People are are really happy with that. From what I saw, the main thing was your your calculator. Yeah, sure. I mean that that's well, been getting well, that passed was a, that a was lot a, with the arrow weight discussions. Yeah, because yeah. people are are going like, how are these guys shooting six hundred grain arrows? Like it says my bow is going to shoot one hundred and eighty feet per second. Like how right. how do you yeah. guys do that? And then <laughs> someone finally pops in and goes, no, it's probably going to be closer to this. Try this calculator. Right. It's like hey, I like that. By the way, <laughs> or, or I'll put it in the show notes. Bookmark that shit if you're listening. Get on your phone, click on it, bookmark it because it's what it's the only calculator that is accurate online right now. Thanks and to Rob. We're actually Thank we're you, trying to. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so weren't you? You were talking to that one guy that reached out to us to try to make it even more accurate. Yeah, yep. Tim, and that's Tim, right? I think Tim. Yeah, um, and that that is going to be happening. We need to get the uh, bow efficiency test done. Yep. And uh, create a larger database to to look at. Because, um, I mean, what I built was really off data from like four bows, mm-hmm. which was like, a, a you know, 40 to 50 pound elite, a 60 pound PSE, a 70 pound uh, Bowtech, and then two different 80 pound Hoyts. Yeah, You know, it, it was looking at, you know, averages across those and then put it into practice. What uh, the listener that reached out to us brought to our attention was that there's a, a different formula that we could be using that appears like it'll make things a lot cleaner. Yeah. Um, and so we just need to get a, a larger data set to validate whether it holds true across the board right um and then apply it so hopefully uh sometime later this year we'll be able to uh move forward with that which will be awesome all that to say rob is being kind of modest here rob's calculator is really really damn accurate I think the biggest deviation that was calculated uh, from Tim's spreadsheet 
was like a 1.8% uh, uh, delta from from the actual speed. And that was on arrows that were like a thousand grains. So and just I keep mean, that in mind. The, the, <laughs> like biggest, it's not... the biggest factor when using my calculator is to calibrate the IBO that you're using. Right. Everything I think in I, my calculator yeah. is is hinging on that IBO value being accurate. So where yeah. I've seen the biggest deviations from people reaching out to me is on bows that I know for a fact that the IBO is not accurate. Yeah, right. Where, you know, some company cough, is saying that this is, cough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, where they're saying that this is a 360 IBO bow, but you, you know, if you actually test it, you know that it's closer to like 345, 346. God, dude, that lawless that claims it's a 360 cl- comes in closer to like 340. It's like a 342 yeah. IBO. And and so that's where calibrating is your friend. Yep. If you have uh, any old, you know, if you just made a switch or you're planning to make a switch, you probably have a light arrow laying around, right? Something yep. high 300s, low 400s. That you could, you know, if you don't already have a known speed for it, run it through a chronograph at your local shop and just write that down. Now that's your calibration value. Yep. You put that arrow weight in the calculator, you know what the speed should be, and you adjust the IBO until it, it matches or is very close. Yep. Right. Now you've calibrated the IBO, which is calibrating your potential. And now you start punching in your your imaginary arrow numbers and see what the, you know, potential speeds would be. It's that simple, folks. It really is. <laughs> it's it, it's not it's it's not hard. It's really not hard. You just need you need a an accurate arrow speed with a lower arrow weight uh, than one of our heavier ones. And then just get your IBO based off that and let a rip. Um, and, and that's great. And I really, I will continue to plug Rob's calculator because it's very important, um, in, uh, especially with it, these in, new guys looking at, right. You know, bumping up air weight for the first time. It's one of the yeah. biggest myths that, and we've touched on this before, but yeah. Oh, people, don't start talking about myths now, Rob. Uh, <laughs> I know, but people, <laughs> look at like the normal online calculators and they go, man, like I can't go over a a 460 grain arrow or a 500 grain arrow because I start losing kinetic energy and I'm dropping speed like crazy. That that's not, that's not correct. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it scares people away from, from testing stuff. Yeah. Like that's why I push the test packs because Nine times out of ten, what I, what I recommend for test packs is one arrow in where you think you're going to be comfortable, and then one arrow that gets you at least fifty grains or a hundred grains heavier than that comfort point. Yeah, just to to see. Yep. Because in most cases, it get, it allows you to see where the the cushion is like yeah. you might think that uh, i can't go over 
550. And then you realize that 575 is only an extra inch or two at 60 yards of drop. Yeah. And you go, okay, so now I've got some cushion here. I still want to be in that range, but because I've went heavier, I know that it's not the end of the world if I end up at 560 instead of 550, right? Right, right. And it just, it, it makes you feel a lot more confident about what you're doing. And that's regardless of who you get your stuff from, what brand you're using. By doing some legwork up front, you can go out and build, buy and build something that you are going to be confident in before you even have it. Right. Uh, Side note, this is like completely unrelated, but I forgot that this guy messaged me earlier and I I feel like I want to like share this with you guys real quick. You, right. you guys being you two and everyone else listening. So there's no one uh, listening anymore. It, <laughs> well, uh, our stats would say uh, otherwise. Thanks, <laughs> hunting public. Uh, um, so uh, a discussion broke out the other day on a traditional archery group on if two arrows of the exact same uh, weight and profile uh, were shot from the same bow and one was like, I think he said like 16% and another was 30%, uh, which would hit the ground first. And the majority of people said no difference. And, uh, I said, well, hypothetically the higher front of center arrow will recover faster provided that it is spined correctly, uh, and, uh, could go further. So we yeah, did I mean, a test. If it recovers faster, Isn't that what, it should uh, lose less energy during recovery should have a better you know 10 10 yard speed and then from that point from recovery on then the drag's the same right yeah isn't that what the what's that guy's name robert davis isn't that what he like he does like flight time tests and stuff doesn't he does he guys know what i'm talking about Um, i don't i guess i know the name i don't know about i don't know that he did it with archery but i feel like he did but maybe i'm wrong i don't know so Anyways. this guy this guy had four arrows at 17, 22, 25, and 33 percent. Uh seven and from fourth to first place was uh 17 percent. Uh uh the next was twenty-two percent, where it gained one yard more. Twenty-five percent gained another six yards from there, and uh, the thirty-three percent gained an additional two yards. Now I Jeez. don't. He he didn't not tell bad. me. He didn't tell me what distance he was shooting at. At least not that I'm seeing here. Uh, but he said he repeated it. He did the test like five times with each arrow, and like it was the exact same thing every time. He said the the seventeen and the twenty-two flipped once, but other than that, like it was a very clear-cut winner. So I just thought that was interesting. And uh, it it wasn't like the most scientific of tests, but that kind of gives me some things to look into later. I'm kind of curious about what's uh, what could be happening there. And it's stuff that uh, Doc has expressed interest in. And I know some of the guys from Grizzly Stick have said, like, I wonder what happens once we get over 40 percent front of center, like (laughs) which I don't know how that can be done. But if it can, that would be really, really cool. Um, be a T-Rex. Yeah. Well, 
All right, Eric. Now's your time to shine. <laughs> I, I know Been that training for that, this your I, whole life. <laughs> I think Eric's highest FOC build, and this was using the six hundred. Of course, it was. Well, I mean, how else do you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to say that it was like thirty six or thirty seven percent. Jeez, which was just I know stupid. I, I've heard of a couple guys I mean, that fifty percent North America. That it balances at the insert like <laughs> at the joining point is 50 percent. that's insane like you can't know. go past 50 percent it that, listen guys not, that's just gonna drop like a rock obviously right. obviously simpleton obviously uh but anyway i just thought that was interesting not at all what yeah. we were talking about no. um we're but, already way off topic here but yeah that's okay, okay. I'll, i'm gonna try it, and reel it, it back this in. Is we on topic that's it's one giant rabbit hole. Everyone knows that <laughs> by now. Yeah. So uh, we got to this point because the hunting public had on Troy. Stuff blew up. Uh, they started talking about the Ranch Ferry test pack everyone's buying from Ethics. And I talked to Bruce, and the number of, the, of test packs he gave me that had been sold was astronomical. I'm not going to say it on air, oh, but I'll bet. tell you guys, I'll I, tell you I guys bet afterwards. It's just stupid. It is. It is ridiculous. Um, so apparently to the point where they're buying a second machine like sometime this week because they, they <laughs> can't keep up with production. Um, so good for them. Um, uh, so but what we've seen is a lot of online discussion, which we're very happy about. But something that we are concerned about is the quality uh, of the discussion that's happening who may or may not be a subject matter expert in said discussion and what the rest of the industry is doing in the wake of certain things that are happening that that involve this kind of thing um where do we where do we start where do we want to unpack with that uh, so I, I guess so what if people if you're listening at this point, you've probably already seen the the title. Um, I'm going to title this the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, so the Dunning-Kruger effect is um, is from the field of psychology. Uh, and essentially, it's a cognitive bias in which people think that they are way more educated and uh uh, what's the what's the word I want well, to look for? The, the I, easiest way to think about this is anyone that has went to school for uh, a trade or a specialty, especially if you did very well in school, right? Right. You come out of school, you graduated, you think that you know everything. You're like, I aced all of it. Like this is cake. Is not nope easy, and then you get into the real world where <laughs> you have a million more variables and nothing goes according to plan, and you quickly realize that I'm completely talking out of my ass. Like, yeah, I thought that I knew this, but none of this actually applies how it does in the textbook, right? And at the same time, you realize <laughs> that everybody else is doing the same thing. Yeah. Not everybody, but like yeah. a majority of people are doing this. A same lot thing. of people. And you're so like, wait, that's, people are. wait that's, none of us know what we're talking about? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, there are so, some. 
There's a few. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's where, like, where this gets exacerbated is you, you know, have something you're passionate about. Okay. So you you start looking up arrow theory, right? And you go, okay, yep, more weight's good. More FOC's better. Like, and after a week or two weeks or whatever, you think that you are now the encyclopedia. And then you start talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> you start talking and, to the right people. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where it's, I guess, kind of like how, I guess, do we can wrap up the, the, uh, what you started, Matt, I kind of, well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, so more or less just Dunning Kruger is it it basically people think they're smarter than they are at a, at a particular subject. Um, so uh, if, if you're looking, if, if you're looking at the episode art or if you want to look it up, there's a huge like spike at the very beginning. And a lot of these, uh, uh, memes refer to this as, uh, the peak of Mount stupid, uh, that is where a really big chunk of people are at right now. Not everybody by any means, but a, a really good chunk of people. But you can tell the people are kind of scared, or at least I feel like I can, are kind of scared to like yeah. leave their little echo chamber of uh, uh, of people uh, being willing to like question them, I guess. Because some of them have even reached out to us and tried chatting with us. And then when we drop, you know, little knowledge nuggets uh on them it's just instant like backlash i was like oh well no that's not how this is and i'm like okay you're 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 the peak amount stupid right now you're about to find out the hard way but 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 that i mean that's it it's, it's okay. part of the process it, it is it is you you don't realize how little you know until you you crash right I mean, honestly, yep. that's what it the, is. The, the crash is coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I had this like hundred percent. I, I got introduced to all of this back. Like, I, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago. I don't know. Right. For, forever ago. But Prior to this, I knew nothing. Like I have sure. a mechanical background. I I understand physics. I understand all that stuff. So that helps, right? But I was introduced to the, the Ashby stuff and I devoured it. I'm that oddball that I went, how much of this is there? There's like ten thousand pages. Right. Where's well, my yeah. highlighter? I, Where's I, my I, pen? I'm making I'd like binders. To, I'd like to point that out real quick that everyone's like, oh, I've read the Ashby reports. No, you haven't. You've read you've read a 10 page excerpt from it. There's what what there's legitimately over 3000 pages from what I understand. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what what yeah. is actually like what has been like fully published at this point. I think it's around 3000 pages from what I understand. I, I guess I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it's I, a lot. I can tell you that there's, oh God, probably 25 to 35 reports. Right. Plus the ancillary papers on like Papua New Guinea and, yeah. you know, oddball 
secondary type stuff. Sure. Um, I mean, plus you have like the book that Doc did that's got a lot of good information in it. That it's yeah. all anecdotal story type stuff, but there's a ton of really good stuff in there too. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there is a ton of information, and I'm that person that just attaches myself to the fire hose, yeah, and just starts absorbing. Yeah, and so I well, read all of this like. I highlighted everything and I, at the time I was still fairly new, a new bow technician. I right. had, like six months prior to this, I had started uh, working at a local shop. Um, I'd went from being like a, a shooter, uh, you know, a shop shooter for them to, they had asked me to start working on bows because I was always helping customers out and stuff just on my own time. Right. And so now all of a sudden I've got all this extra information and now I'm like just word vomiting on customers. Right. And they're like, yo, psycho, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's honestly, I think that that helped me a ton. Helped me realize very early that I needed to back up and widen my view mm-hmm. because you don't get the, the, the reaction online. You, you know, you, you don't see the, oh, you mean that glazed as, over look in people's yeah. eyes. Like I <laughs> and, checked out 15 minutes ago and you're still going, bud. Yeah. And so, I mean that, but also, looks of like depending on how you word things you can see people take slight offense at how depending on how things are worded True. right it makes you learn i guess i, I don't know if the it, word it makes you learn how like to wordsmith in a hurry yeah. yeah it would make makes you learn tact real quick and so i mean that helped me a ton realize very quickly that i I maybe had a lot of knowledge. I did not know how to apply it. I did not know how to convey it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so I, I started that's working. Where, there, right. That's where all of us kind of have picked up quite a bit from social media, I suppose. Yeah. Because you and, have to learn how to have those conversations yeah. without pushing those buttons because then it just becomes an internet argument and everybody's a badass on the internet well and that's where i i quickly i guess the 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 big thing that i took away early was it is much better to leave a couple little seeds and have the person leave happy with whatever they're currently using than to piss them off and make them feel like an idiot. Right. Because if they leave happy and they've got those couple of little, you know, nuggets in the back of their mind. Now, if something happens, they're going to go, Hey, this guy mentioned something about, you know, improving when, when stuff goes wrong, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask him because now something went wrong. Yeah, right. I, I think the flip side of this that is equally as dangerous, though, 
is no is like when you've come to the point like where I feel like all three of us are at where you know it's not uh, uh you know we have we have gained the uh, uh understanding and ability to approach things in a more tactful way that uh, uh that the equally dangerous part of this is that you don't keep things so that when you try and keep things short, you don't say them incorrectly because yeah, yeah. that, that, that is something that I saw this week with, uh, a pretty prevalent person in our, uh, in our circle where they said something and they even said something to the extent of, I'm going to keep this really simple. So what I'm saying may not technically be right. And I just cringed like so it's hard. Like, just don't say yeah. it then. Then don't say it. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and like, I, I get, I get where his heart was at and like what and yeah. he was basically saying, like, I don't want to like confuse people, but that's, that's especially when you're a person with a big megaphone, you can't be saying things that are blatantly incorrect. And then when people have issues with it, be like, Oh yeah, well I said that because you wouldn't have understood it then yeah. like if if you if you can't say something in a manner where somebody can't understand it then don't say it at all like really well and that's one where if you've ever tried actually teaching like i mean i, I through my multiple degrees like i tutored through right. each of them that was i made side money uh, like tutoring through the school and you can think that you know something really well and then, i mean this plays into the dunning kruger effect again is you right. think that you know something you can do it right but then you try and explain it to someone else that doesn't think the same way and you realize very quickly that you don't know it as as uh in depth as you thought you did right because you can only word it one way yep you need to be able to break it down so that anyone can understand it and once you get to that point now you know it right right when you can say it five different ways where different people can all grasp it now you understand it yeah right i found myself like you know with the on the Facebook posts and all that, like I've noticed at least with myself, like when the dudes that come in that are disagreeing with it, like for whatever reason they're disagreeing, you know, but like they're thinking that our group of people is saying one thing when like, you know, we're saying like the biggest thing I've had to say it. I don't know how many times in the last two weeks is just that, Nobody is saying that you absolutely need this and this is the only thing that works. But right. when you come in and you say something like, hey, you know, I want more FOC, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you don't need that. It's like, that's not what I'm asking. I want to know how to do it because I know that it works. It's a like yep. they don't understand the difference between wanting something and needing it. And that's yep. like that's where we're at. It's just like, you know, well, all the guys that the are difference. saying we've. We've killed, I've killed more deer than CWD with a 400, <laughs> sub 400 grain arrow and mechanicals. It's like, okay, sure. So hard. It's like, okay, bud. But then, you know, at the same time, I have to just be like, hey, that's fine. Like, that's cool. But this information's not for you. So yeah. 
Yeah. Like just like no, no disrespect or anything, but like clearly you don't want this information. So it's not for you, but there are, if you just go through this thing, there are, you know, a hundred other people that are clamoring for it. And those are the ones I'm trying to help, but I will spend this time on you. So you understand what it is we are actually talking about and why, you know, and that does plant a seed with them sometimes, but a lot of them are screaming at a wall, but yeah. Well, and that's a lot of times that's the, the, the overkill mindset. Yeah. Where they, you know, some person has never seen a failure and say, so they don't understand why you need anything more. Right. Right. And it's one where you can either be, you know, have a setup that's adequate when things go well, right? And you can do everything you can to always have it go well. Right. But percentages, at some point, there's it's going to yeah. not work because yeah. it's going to run out. Yeah. Right. So as you improve your total weight, as you improve your FOC, your durability on and on, you're just giving yourself insurance. It's going to work the same on a clean shot. You know, right. it, a pass through is a pass through on a clean yeah, shot. Yeah, it, it, it won't matter. <laughs> but when things don't go to plan, now you need more than that. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's. Well, well that's why we call them plan that, B arrows, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's where I, a lot Thanks, of times Jeremy. the pushback that we get. That's yeah, right. I, I, I love that term. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Johnson, look it up. We interviewed him. He's great. I haven't yep. talked to him since this year, by the way. I don't know if he killed a bull or not. I'm sure he killed multiple. Oh, I'm sure that he did very well. He always does. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what happens text. when you go disappear in the mountains for like a month at a time. Yeah. I send him a text right now. <laughs> I wish. See how he's doing. But it it's one where if you, you know, if you can't understand, you know, the need for insurance, then hey, this stuff isn't for you right now. Right. You know, for me, it's no different than, okay, why do I keep a fire extinguisher in my workshop? Not because I want to use it. Not because uh, I'm planning to use it. It's that, hey, if something happens, I want it, right? Yeah. Same thing, you know, why people wear seatbelts. Why people, you know, it's not that we're expecting or wanting to, to need it right yeah it's there in case there's a there's a quote from house great show by the way that <laughs> uh where i think he, he says something to the effect of uh the amount of accidents would uh, uh would absolutely disappear overnight the amount of accidents that we currently have would disappear overnight if we told everyone that we replaced airbags with machetes <laughs> and I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and and it's like, well, I kind of look at it in the same, like hunting in the same light. It's like, oh, if I if I told somebody, like, you will hit a bone on every single shot that you take on an animal, they're going to think on how they're going to build that setup a little bit differently than what they currently do. But that's how we should be looking at it. Like, this is a precautionary thing. 
And if you do your part, then it's it's going to go fine regardless. But, you know, if you don't, then <coughs> at least you've got a little bit of backup. And once again, until somebody can tell me how to control animals with their mind, once you let go of an arrow, then that's always you, you can something ask, that, you, that you're you going to have to think about. You can ask Crocodile Dundee. He knows. <laughs> oh, does he? I don't know if I've ever actually watched Crocodile Dundee. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. How are we friends? Uh, dude, I don't know. It's nonsense. There's a couple of ashamed. those, like, there's a couple of those older movies where I'm like, yeah, I never really watched that. But <laughs> I know he's, I know the. You feel like you have because of all the memes and all the references. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and there's a guy at my work that, like, anytime I pull out my pocket knife, he's always like, that's not a knife. And uh, so, so I, I feel like, like I've watched it through through him. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, but it it is a knife. Like, <laughs> it is a knife. Well, like, but that's what, what is... he, that's what he does, right? Some guy yeah. pulls out this little knife and he pulls out right. his freaking saber, and he's and he like, that's not a knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. But yeah, so I, I wanted to, and and this was Rob's idea, so all credit to him. Uh, take a minute for us to, because we, and I think we even say this on our, I think it's resources. Yeah. We have a resources page on our website um, uh, with, where we have links to people that we uh, trust and we think that they know what they're talking about, uh, whether it's on arrow building or tuning or what have you. Uh, not everyone's in the exact same kind of niche, but uh, we wanted to take a minute to chat about who some of our like current mentors are and, and uh, the influence they've been on us, uh, since, since we've kind of begun this journey, I think Garrett and I are around the same amount of time. I'd say probably close to four or five years so far into this yep. thing. And Rob has been at it a little, a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Rob, do you want, do you want to, tee it off or do you want do yeah you want me to? i can <clears throat> um that's I however you actually, want to approach it i guess you don't yeah. have to like go down a list no no mm. that's i just kind of start from I the beginning i guess because <laughs> it's i'm kind of an odd case because i came into archery later in life mm-hmm. um no one in my family bow hunts my, my dad barely gun hunted um, we did a lot of fishing and camping and stuff, but it was something I'd always wanted to do. And my wife's family bow hunts. So right around the time that we were getting married, I got my first bow and I just, I guess naturally with my mechanical background, when I don't want moving pieces, like I, like. This muzzy looks like something that's been used for the last 30 years. Like, we'll do that. You're inherently uh, smarter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But I had, like, I mean, it was a 70-pound bow, and I had, like, a 360-grain arrow. And I had terrible flight. One, the bow wasn't properly tuned. Two, I had no FOC with a, a fixed blade up front that just was doing barrel rolls downrange, which anyone that's done this knows what I mean when I say barrel roll. Like, I could literally watch that shaft, like, just, like, 
roll over halfway to the target. Right. Ideal, as some would say. No. And (laughs) so I guess that got my wheels turning going. That's not right. Like, I know for a fact that this should fly. Something's wrong. I'm missing some piece of this puzzle. And honestly, I want to say that it was on like Bow Hunters of America um, that I somehow managed to bump into to Eric. Oh, okay. And uh, that's through talking with him. I ended up, well, one, getting intro- introduced to some of the Ashby stuff and getting pulled into High Momentum. That's back when there was like 100 people in it. Um, and so I went out later that year and killed my first deer with a bow with a 500 grain arrow with a, uh, 125 helix up front. Mm -hmm. And so right from the get go, I've absorbed all this info. I just blew through a deer and I mean, shot did not go as planned. As I mentioned, newer hunter was not thinking about point of impact at uh, like six, seven yards from 30 feet up in a tree (laughs) with my 20 yard pin. Yeah. Um, So combine that with a little bit of uh, animal movement and I went straight through a vertebrae. It worked out. I split the vertebrae, went through the lungs, caught the edge of the heart and out through the bottom of the chest and uh, was a very short track, being that I broke its back first. <laughs> yeah. So not <laughs> hard a to pretty move. Hard story, to run with a broken back. But it it cemented for me single bevels, being that I know a, a just even without having bow hunted before that year, I knew people that had, you know, messed up on shots and, you know, hit spine or hit shoulder blade and had got zero penetration. Yeah. So splitting a vertebrae and then going through a rib on the exit, I looked at that and went, there's obviously something to this mass and, you know, better FOC and single bevel thing. Like, cause this, even though it did not go anywhere near to plan, it still worked out very well. Right. And so that was my starting point. And I just went down the rabbit hole from there. Um, but from, I guess, meeting Eric, I ended up meeting like Jake and a lot of the guys that were in that initial high momentum group. And that was my school. I mean, and I don't think I could have picked two better guys there. Yeah. Um, being that Jake is literally Doc's understudy. Yep. And Eric. Which he doesn't tell anybody is, about, by the way. Yeah. He, <laughs> giving away his secrets. It, that, that's uh, been posted, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, on He's, the Ashby website. So that's public knowledge. Yeah. No, I, it is public Not, But I guess point being, like, he doesn't. He doesn't feel the need to like throw it out there. All no, the time. he doesn't. Is, is, yeah, no. is all I'm saying. I can I can pat him on the back now that it's public knowledge. Yeah. But um, and Eric is just the most curious person I've ever met. 
Like if he <laughs> has a question that he can't answer, he will research and figure it out. And he does not take answers. He goes, I need to see how that worked out. Right. Which so, I didn't know for the longest time. So he drove me absolutely insane. Half the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's he will not take the answer that, oh, yeah, this is the answer. He's going, no, uh, show me the calculation. Right. Like I need to see that math problem worked out because otherwise it's meaningless to me. Yeah. And so Eric and I still to this day have some of the best theoretical discussions, completely off the wall stuff. Like, oh, well, what if you had everything identical except for these two factors and then you did this? Like, which one would which which one would perform better? OK, well, if you start looking at drag and start looking at this and that and like we just go down the rabbit hole. And right. so that is just like, you know, stretching the mind. You know, it has no functional application, but it gets you thinking outside the box. Sure. Especially when you start going, okay, well, what if you've got a 450 grain arrow with 30% and now you've got a 600 grain arrow with 15%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of variables there. Mass is huge, but FOC does a lot. So, you know, you start playing and it stretches your mind and it makes you start looking at big picture type stuff instead of being so zoomed in right right and so i mean that's between those two guys that has you know i guess really led to where i'm at knowledge wise today is you know having those two resources has helped immensely yeah i know like um, and go the the high momentum group is how we all met. Yeah. Which, yeah. And I guess it's not too terrible to say that out loud on the, as far as like people bombarding them with join requests. Well, they're, <laughs> they're still secret from what I understand. So yeah. Can't um, find them. But that's one group that like, you know, Matt and I both left for a while cause frustrations and. We, well, and that's, it's went through phases. Right. Yeah. Well, you you left willingly. I was oh, yeah. I was drug out kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but that started as I honestly I still miss the early days where we did not say you were there have and I yeah, I wasn't you know, we weren't there yet, but you would have some someone post a theoretical question. Everyone understood that it was theoretical and you would have a couple hundred comments on that thing. Just yeah. bouncing ideas and going, okay, well, what about this? And what, okay, did you consider this? And that was, from an educational standpoint, phenomenal. Right. But as people came in and there was a period that we actually like opened it up and made it public and then realized very quickly that that caused chaos and so you just close the doors and then people. it was my idea too i'm still sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) i was like i think we should make this group public Mm, whoops sorry guys (laughs) it's went through some phases and i mean i still enjoy it but it's not anywhere what it used to be yeah well i i think all of these people have kind of separated into their own like little group chats and like that's where that's where the majority of this kind of stuff happens now it does i honestly i think that's 100 percent true because 
like there's a reason that like Eric and myself don't put huge posts out there all that often anymore. Right. Because like Eric will put one of his white papers out mm-hmm. and I'll like it. And like two other people will like it. And like Eric knows that, that we're waiting on someone to ask a question. We're not going to, you know, we already understand it. Right. So we're waiting for someone to comment and then yeah. we can start a discussion. Right. Yeah. No one comments. Like, yeah, just like it just flies completely under the radar. And then it's like, well, why am I doing this? <laughs> right. Why, why am I putting all this effort into this when no one is even reading it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they're well, well, I mean, the payoff is still yes, looming. It, it is. My point is you that's the feeling that you can get. Sure. It's not that oh, it's most, useless. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, when yeah. you repeatedly do that in a group that's supposed to be about that kind of stuff, right. you're going like, these are the people that are supposed to be interested in this. Right. But even there, it's over the top. <laughs> yeah. But then when somebody posts a, you know, a question on what color fletchings they should get, it post gets 200 replies. Oh, it's yeah. Like, awesome. Awesome. Meme. That's exactly what I was looking. You hey, know. don't you don't you hate on my memes, bro? Hey, I I love the, your memes. Them is fighting words. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say uh, Eric and Jake have obviously both been big for me. Um, I know he's he's not too and I well I don't, I don't remember the last time I talked to him, but Phil was uh, was a big uh, uh, part for me. Uh, which is funny because I'm pretty sure you're the reason that he's left every group, uh, which I don't, I still don't understand. Well, I mean, I understand, but yeah, I, it was I, as I don't, soon as I don't, you, I don't really, as soon understand. as you started using, um, OT2. Yeah. Yeah. OT2. It went off the rails. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I still, yeah. I still, I learned a lot from Phil. I had a lot of good discussions with Phil. Yeah, uh, no, I did too. Uh, I, I honestly, yeah. I somehow wasn't thinking about him, but uh, yeah, we had a yeah, lot. I know of I learned. Yeah. I learned. Oh, a there's lot gonna be a lot, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of people we forget. So oh yeah, sorry. No offense. Do, yeah. Say so, I, I know um, that like when I got into that group, Matt invited me, but like I was I had heard Brent on Brent from Valkyrie <laughs> on Gritty Kafaru Caster. Yeah, but back when yeah, I was still yeah, Gritty, yeah, Bogus, I was I gritty. Still. yeah. 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 And I'm like, that got my wheels turning because, you know, I'm like, well, I'm hunting elk now. And I don't really like the right. fact that I'm shooting a 425 grain arrow. And I'm going to be building new arrows anyways. So I might as well just start all, like, start all over now. But I'm like, but, you know, I'm not sure how heavy I want to be, blah, blah, blah. And then right. you know, I just dove head first into it. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's always been like, you know, I've learned a lot from Jake and uh, everybody else that has been there along the way. But I also, you know, I like I'd learn little bits and then I'd go off on my own. Like, I'd go back right. to my little rabbit hole. Uh, and, you know, like if I did see something where somebody like had the understanding that I thought that I had of it and I could comment on it, I would be like, oh, right. That's actually not how that works and this is why i know that right but when you tell people that oftentimes you know they're like well i know that's true because of this it's like yeah but did you do this and you're like well 
no, but I'm like, okay, well, I did do that because I'm dumb, and here right. we are. So yeah, but uh, I don't know. There's been it's been a wild ride in the last four and a half years, I guess. Yeah, but I know. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure Isaac is the one that originally pulled me into the group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and, don't know how and, I just yeah, forgot about uh, Isaac. Yeah. We were talking to him earlier. Yeah. I learned. I yeah. learned a lot from Isaac. Yeah. Like well, I, say, I honestly a don't lot of remember how I met Isaac. It ha- it it had to have tied into to high momentum at some point there, because I feel like I've known him forever. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm 99. I, I started sure. doing videos with him in the early days of Limb Driven. That was had to be five six years ago now. Oh my god. Jeremy just sent me a picture of a freaking monster bull. <laughs> I told you he killed something. I said, uh, share I said, it with uh, the group, you jerk. No, I, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, but he I said, uh, just, I just mentioned you on an episode and realized I never checked in on you. How, how'd your elk hunting go? And he said, well, well how, how about yours? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm just going to send him a picture that, of, not, of my not bull, that well. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a, get a load of this thing. It's incoming in the in the group chat. Uh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw this picture. Yep. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. What's going yeah. on with his eyeballs there? I don't know. Yeah. As I, yeah a little yeah, red Jeremy's, eye. Jeremy's a cyborg, <laughs> apparently, maybe. <laughs> so it it all like makes sense now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he freak, he's got Holy freaking cow. like five, five bulls that would, that would make freaking record books, and he doesn't well, want yeah. he, he to put them in. He book if he wanted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isaac and uh, um, uh, I think all the, all the guys over at uh, Limb Driven were, you know, Garen and Rylan and all of them. Yep. I think they're yep. all uh, they're all very knowledgeable and were, uh, uh, you know, Im- important in in my journey, at least. Um, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anyone else like specifically uh, that is like still. It's a somebody. small group. It is. I and mean, that's, even and, like I didn't mention Isaac, but I, I mean, we had a ton of discussions. We did a ton of work together. Right. Like, I mean, he was a big part of of my adventure here so far as well. And that's right. I mean, all this stuff overlaps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that big of a group. Yeah. No. Well, that's I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, cue the listeners in a little bit on a discussion that we had. Uh, I think when we were all sitting in airports, uh, the Sunday yeah, leaving uh, when, Dallas, when Dallas, uh, when the Dallas Fari Club convention wrapped up, we were all. It was either while we were in the airports or when we had just gotten home. And well, I think you and get, I were sitting at uh, Whataburger. Yeah, yeah. In the well, is that when is that when Garrett sent that message? No, I think it couldn't have been. No, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, you and I yeah, briefly pretty, touched on it. When we we had, did. Yeah, we do. Before we split like, up at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. But Garrett, uh, you know, dropped a, uh, a uh, what the hell just happened message uh, <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> DSC was just like so insane. And we got to meet so many cool people. And and, you know, I, I brought up the fact that this is a very, very, very small group of people that can speak to these kind of things on this kind of level. Now there's a lot of people that can speak to them and say, this is what works or like, this is better than this, but they can't go much deeper than that. And, and that's 
fine as long as they understand that that's about as far as they can go uh and and they they stop the advice giving at that point and then start pointing it to people who who have done this for a minute and have uh uh have taken the time to study and learn these things because that that's the thing is like there's a ton of guys that are that shoot these kind of setups and they murder everything in sight and that's great they and usually I, they usually don't they, like a lot of the guys that have done this the longest don't talk about it yeah that's another yeah. thing because yeah. i mean you know for the longest well, like in as far as in the the scope of like the community like you know they've like we collectively have kind of been ostracized right and you know yeah. like the conversation's yeah. not worth having because you're going to have 15 Tom Dick and Harry's coming and telling you that it's stupid and doesn't work it's like well yeah. right. it's not well, stupid and it does work but okay and that's a lot of the guys that i guess in my mind like what Matt was just referencing that they know enough to be dangerous and that they're fine with that that they know yeah. that it works they do what they know works and it don't matter if someone says that it's stupid they're just gonna go well i just keep yeah, they're, stuff they're like I'm yep fine. it's stupid but okay and i mean honestly that's a lot of the guys that you know like even that we talked to at dsc yeah, that they're they're hunters. They don't they don't need to, you know they're, they don't they're need not to trying know. to teach yeah. people. They're right. just going. This is what works, and this is what I'm going to recommend. Right. And, and then here's they show the you easiest way to go from a, a to B. Build yeah. this, and they show you It'll giant <laughs> pictures of giant Cape Buffalo, and you're like, oh yeah, uh, all right, yeah, or Maybe we you know, do elephant, that. elephant, or you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to say this without like I, I'm saying this in the most humble way possible. But like if you look on that, like I, I think if anyone tries to argue against uh, uh, the fact that the ABF, the Ashby Hunting Foundation is the global authority on arrow lethality, uh, then they probably don't even need to be like entertained anyway because they are there is nobody else and if you go on the abs website and go to their other links section it shows like supporting organizations of like people who essentially they they trust and i guess well hell by the way by the time this is published i think uh uh we will have announced that we are entering an official partnership with the abf we're now the official podcast partner i think i think that's what it was like, which is another like what the hell just happened moment right oh yeah oh absolutely <laughs> i i still Matt, wake up and i'm like i can't what what's up they'll they'll have all seen my wizardry of video production by then. yes okay. that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh all everyone go go send garrett a a, a, ni- a nice thank you for his uh his <sighs> video work on that uh, but if you go to the ABF's uh, other links and go to the supporting organizations, there are like two, like, well, Texas Parks and Wildlife. They just partnered with them. Uh, but there's like Which two other. Oh, it's gigantic. It yeah. I mean, yeah. That, like, it's people don't realize how big of a deal one. that really is. Yeah. 
Well, it, it's going to that single partnership is going to change the landscape of hunting forever. Like, yeah, it's it's so well, I that's don't think that's what I find funny. It. Like people that I'd say that hate is not even a strong word. People that hate the stuff that we do and talk about like they don't they have no idea what is actually about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which I think is oh, hilarious. It's like I can't oh, wait. Okay, I mean, you can hate on us all you want, but it's not going to make a lick of difference. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I I can't wait. I'm so excited. So there's TPW, Tech Sparks and Wildlife, and the only other two like education-based portions of this is Boeing Success, which is Jeremy Johnson, who, by the way, probably knows more than all three of us combined, I would guess. Uh, yes. Jeremy is incredibly yeah. intelligent and is if you very, very well-spoken. Plug, just shameless plug, if you haven't yet, go to bowhuntingsuccess.com. Get his, his book. book. Yeah, it's like... Because it is the working man's ashby report <laughs> yeah like the it's way the best that he twenty dollars you'll ever spend is phenomenal yeah yeah it's really really good so there's jeremy johnson and then there's us and i i i'm so so humbled that that we are that we are on this list but i i want i want people to think about that for a second and to think of like and like what we just said, like how small this world really is. But I guess long story longer, uh, th- this whole like what the hell happened conversation after DSC, I brought up the fact that like, yes, I'm extremely humbled that we are in this spot. I feel extremely lucky. But at the same time, I think all of us had a moment of like uh, like a, a moment of realization realized, I guess. I don't know however you want to word that realized that this group of people that can speak to these kind of things on this kind of level is probably less than 50 people in the world. And and it's not to say that people can't do it. They just haven't taken the time to do it like we have. They aren't as big of nerds in that aspect, I guess, which is which is cool and and fine. Like and, and like I said, like there's tons of people that put this into practice and like they don't need to know how or why. They just know that it works and that's all they need to know. But we just have to be careful with who we take that kind of advice from, because the, if, you know, if people have been killing a bunch of stuff, like you don't real you don't know if it was with high front of center or low front of center, like, like basically all of my success have come from arrows that are less than 15%. And, and it's just because I haven't had a ton of, time to devote to hunting since kind of switching over to this part. But now that I have like a better grasp of everything, not only can I show like, well, here's, here's what works. I can speak to it and into the science of it. So I just think, I I think that that list is, is extremely small. And I guess if I'm going to bounce back over, we have a similar page on our website, go check it out with podcast.com shameless plug uh, for our resources, because like I said, we don't, we don't know everything. This is still a learning, a learning man's game. And if the second you, you become, yeah, the second you become complacent, the second that you're behind, because I've, I've been told the doc has just like dozens and dozens and dozens of pages of questions that he wants answered. 
So this isn't <laughs> no, stopping. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. So this isn't stopping anytime soon. Uh, this is all going to keep going forward. But our people are the ABF, duh, obviously. Uh, Danger Close, who is Jake, who I think all of us have mentioned. Uh, Dynamic Archery Solutions, Rob, on the show. Uh, and his calculators on that website. Uh, Bow Hunting Success, Jeremy Johnson. Obviously, we recommend him as well. Uh, Grizzly Stick, I think anyone who is associated with Grizzly Stick understands the science behind it, uh, and they're willing to take the time to educate you. Actually, I know they're willing to take the time to educate you on this, uh, even even if you don't end up using their equipment or their broadheads or you know you want to use something a little bit different. They'll still tell you why the science is there, and they've got a, a ton of information on their website, so you should look at that too. Um, Tough Head. Jason, owner of Toughhead, uh, can speak very intelligently to this sort of thing. Um, he and he's a manufacturing like wizard as well. So, and they've got a bunch of really good stuff on their website as well. Uh, uh, Trab Lab, uh, Cody um, knows a ton about it. I don't think he's gone like quite down the FOC rabbit hole that the three of us have, but he's he is uh, Cody is so. So damn from smart. a technical it's, standpoint and yes. a data driven standpoint, right? It's honestly, it's just a matter of time, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah and, and and he's he's on his way there, the, and, the and, te- and 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 he, oh, I, he no, I, I wasn't saying anything about that. Like, I know that I I know what he believes, and and I know the direction that he's heading. I was just saying that, like, if you look at his current and previous work, oh right, it is right. data driven. So when he speaks to something, it's not from a an opinion standpoint. Right. It's from it's it's looking at data. It's like I mean the fletching studies that he's done, and oh god, those piss so many people off. Oh, Oh, dude, so people people (laughs) big mad mad at that. That's the thing. It is pure data. Yeah. Don't tell Rufty and his five inch feathers. (laughs) So mad. I'll, I'll I'll bang on Rafty on here a little bit. That's fine. That's I love the only, him, like that's the other God, thing dude. is like you you can at the end of, like people don't like you know it, it was what I was touching on earlier. People don't understand that when we say this stuff, like we're not saying you have to use it. Yeah, but we are saying that you should like. I mean, we all believe that you should try it. Like, try it out. Because the guys that are the loudest about it not working have never even thought about trying it. They've never thought about shooting a heavier arrow. They've or never haven't tried it correctly. Right. Or they did yeah. it wrong. And, like, I, you know, I, where, I don't you know. know. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I think I mentioned this it. 400 spine and slap an extra 200 grains up front, and my right. groups got bigger. Like, this, yeah. this right. FOC thing sucks. Yeah. And I think well, I touched on that one in the, un, the undelivered episode. Yeah, it was just that or either that or in the group chat. But the guys that I know that have gone this way, like they don't go back. Right. Like they don't go back to the light arrow and mechanical that they came from. And whether they experience failure or not, once you go down this rabbit hole, like you don't go the other way. Well, at least nobody, nobody that I know, like, you know, arrow weight's going to, you know, it's going to. Very, you know, depending on you what find, you're doing or you how, find like I know your own, you know, spot. Yeah, you like you find doing, that trajectory right? you like, and that's, and that's all that we want people to do. It's like, 
add some arrow weight. Like even if it's just 50, 50 to a hundred grains, add some arrow weight, see what happens. Well, that's all they, that's all use they a need better most head. of the time. Yeah. Use yeah. a, use a nicer head, use better components, like just make your setup overall better. Even yeah. if you still want to shoot a mechanical, like there's one or two maybe that I would shoot and I'd only shoot them at whitetail. But if you're shooting them at whitetail with a heavy arrow, probably fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But like the, the guys don't go the other cases, way. Right. And that's yeah. exactly it is, you know, once you start playing with this, then like you might vary your weight. You might vary things and play with different things. But when we, now I mean, I do that. I don't know about it. I yeah. don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I went from running the, I ran VAPS the first year. Then yeah. I went to the X impact. So it was pretty much the same setup. And then this past year I was like, well, I want to play with my, you know, I'm not super jazzed on the durability of these light GPI shafts. So I went to a heavier one, you know, sacrifice some FOC, gain some structural integrity. And like, that's the part where, you know, I, I don't like people don't and, and seem to think that happy. they can do. Yeah, I've been pretty happy. I I want if I could get a stiffer spined, higher GPI shaft to work with what I already use, then I would yeah. I'll do that. But yep. yeah. well, yeah, there's room for improvement, right? Yeah, I mean, like, well, like you know, I the, the I process. Like I guess I mentioned <clears throat> starting like around 500 grains. Like people look at what I'm shooting right now and you know think it's crazy. Yeah, they're like, what? But, why? You're like, oh, I, well, I yeah, that's I like it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but I, I like went, it while shooting a 70, 65 to 70 pound bow over, you know, I being with a shop, I flip bows at least once a year. So I was shooting all kinds of stuff, but I went from like 500 to like 550 to like 650 to like seven and a quarter to around 800. And got to a point where I went, okay, this is getting really slow. Right? Sure. Right. And right. and when I know that it's still you know, it's still gonna kill whatever it hits. But from a comfort standpoint, from a range standpoint, I'm getting uncomfortable. So I bumped it, I went back down. I went back down to like the six fifty to seven hundred range from that eight hundred. And I went, okay, perfect. I like this. I'm around like 225. Like, I'm, I like this. Then I had an opportunity to shoot an 80 pound bow and I went, oh, I'm, this is still easy. I'm like, okay, not now this, this changes things. Right. right. And so then I went, okay, let's play around again. And I ended up in the mid upper 900s to be in that same sweet spot that I'd grown to love. Oh, so nice. and that's where that's where I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's the next long arms. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's I'm, the next thing that I'm playing with is, um, you know, I'm going to build an 80 pound realm X so I can shoot a heavier arrow faster. But, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably still end up around that. Like the 275 range with like a yeah. 600 grain just, arrow instead of yeah, 550 or whatever. Shoot more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's honestly what I'm debating right now is I'm well, one I'm debating on picking up an ultra mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. rid of my, my three picking up 
an ultra and then picking up a second one in like 65 or 70 pound and then have like a 650 build for most stuff and then have my 80 pound for winter conditioning and you know big stuff right but then i'd have stuff then i'd have you know the same bow the same grip nothing changes there draw length everything can be set identical right and then i can you know my speed really isn't going to change it would just be a little more comfortable when i'm sitting in the whitetail woods in wisconsin in the middle of december and it's like negative five right that's yeah not exactly the time you need to be trying to pull back 80 pounds i can't do it well and that's where i don't need 80 for white right table. sure sure, sure, sure <laughs> i i yeah. like my 80 say no one but, does and but like, we all I've, like it i've drawn it after sitting for hours in sub-zero i don't have an issue with it but right. at the same time if i had the option of going yeah i, I i'd probably be <laughs> more comfortable doing that at 65 70 pounds yeah and i you know it would still do the exact same thing yeah yeah <laughs> but That's, then i wouldn't I mean, be shooting a, a high 900 grain arrow right? right then i'd be in that 650 to 700 range again i yeah. have to say that like had i not moved out west i would not know you know it's the weird like once you start to trace it back like all yeah. of the weird little things that have happened in your life and you start to like piece all these choices together that you've made and like i don't know it's weird it's like oh had i not decided to pick up isn't life my is life weird and, like that man yeah it's like i did i decided to pick up my life move away from everybody that i know everything that i know move out west and then i decided to you know i'm like oh i'm definitely gonna hunt elk that was one of the main reasons i moved here right uh, you know, and then on and on and on and then somehow we're here bullshitting about arrows which i've done my entire life anyways like i've been all in on archery since i was a kid and somehow it's led to this which is very odd and interesting but yeah well i mean god we're being invited to go places and do things that like <laughs> even a year ago i'd have been like there's like, no yeah, kidding right yeah sure <laughs> that's you not know, it's gonna like, happen uh, oh do you want to go to multiple continents next year to be part of these things and i'm like um i don't have the kind of job where you can just not be there for like three months at a time <laughs> so like yes i do but i don't know if we're on the same wavelength yeah. here yeah and and it's it's funny when that becomes the biggest problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Where I, it's you like, know, all of us are looking at things, going, "Well, crap! Like, <laughs> I can't. I only have so much vacation, right? Yeah, like, right. I can't yeah, afford my, to not to not work. Like, I'm not my biggest paid struggle. For any of this? Yeah, like all of this is Let it, like you know, it's it's worth it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't. Anything, anytime I've ever spent money on hunting or archery, I've never been like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Not one time, but uh, it's very, very interesting. But speaking of, speaking of, and maybe we'll have more merch by the time this episode is posted. Oh, we will. This shit's, ex- this shit's expensive, yo. You guys got to help. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have so we have so much stuff. Like we, we're getting nickel and dime to death over here. So buy a shirt. 
buy a hat. By the way, we've designed like we've like redesigned our logo and designed a hat like while we've been recording this in the background. Yep. So we, we've been busy. And I've not been quiet this recording session. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. been Mr. Talkative. It's good. <laughs> That's right. I dig it. Uh, it gets your creative juices flowing, apparently. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not even 10 o'clock yet, Matt, so. That's true. Well, it's about my bedtime, 10 o'clock. Dude, I'm so yeah. bad. Well, it is 10 o'clock your time, but I don't yeah, know it what is. it is, but, like, I can't. Like, I have such a hard time sitting down and, like, getting the ideas in my head out of my head yeah. until it's, like, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, I'm And then the I get way. in, like. Yeah. And then I get in like this fucking manic, manic Zone. episode and I'm, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I got to do this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. See, yeah. that, that's damn it. when I was working on my website and like working on that calculator initially, that's exactly what happened is I wouldn't start working on that until like, you know, my daughter's in bed, my wife's either in bed or watching some show and yeah. then I start cruising, and next thing I know, I'm like, "Where did everyone, Why are the lights off? <laughs> yeah, like, or, or, oh, or why are the why are this why are the street lights turning off outside? Oh, it's five oh, in the morning. It's morning. I get it. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you, whoops, and you go to bed, today, and, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, go to bed, and your wife's like, "Oh, fancy you could join me." I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. oh, you, you getting up now? You getting up a little early? <laughs> oh, just going to bed. Oh. So I want to I want to uh, wrap something else up real quick and then like a segue over to, I think, the last part and then we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I talked about all the other people. Uh, where I leave off Trad Lab uh, Limb Driven. Uh, the guys over at Limb Driven is our is another one of our recommended people. I think they're probably as far as YouTube goes, they're probably the best education based stuff on YouTube for this kind yeah, of stuff get, that we're talking they about. They get real like all the nerdy stuff that we talk about with no visuals, they will help you with the visuals. Yeah. So go check them out over there. And we I have on good authority via text message that something very, very big is coming. Uh it probably won't be for a minute, but uh actually it won't be for a minute, but be aware and be on the lookout for something very big from yeah. the guys over at limb driven. They'll they're, um, they're kicking back into high gear here. Yeah. It'll be good. Yep. Be yep. afraid. No, they're be all very afraid. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I guess the, the last part that I wanted to touch on was, uh, the manufacturers and, or, uh, personalities, Sponsored people. Y- yeah. Uh, <laughs> per- personalities that are, now coming into the limelight because of these sort of things. Um, I think that there are some that are doing it for the right reasons, and there are some that are doing it for uh, clout. Can, can can you well can you call money the wrong reasons? Because that's the only reason they're doing it. Well, there it's just yeah. it's, it's for I can't. I it's can't. fine, but it's for clout, which is the part that's not fine with me. Well, no, I mean a lot of these guys that I guess. I think Matt's referencing are already have the following. They already have, you know, the clout that you're mentioning. Oh, well, and, they have, and well, now they have they're clout, just, just going, they're going, Oh, well, this is becoming popular. And now because it's becoming more popular, this company that I work with or that wants to work with me is coming out with some new shaft or new component or new broadhead and I'm going to market it right like this yeah. 
because I know that people will react to it and they'll yep. buy it because it's me. Yep. Right. right? I think my yeah <clears throat> my issue with it is just kind of like yeah they'll buy it because it's them but they they don't even use it themselves. And, and I guess like, that's my point. Is it? It's, it's like all the guys that, or they've blatantly, flat out said that they don't believe in it, and it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you well, don't believe in it, the then why are you trying flag. to sell it? Like when you guys are looking at, you know, who to listen to, and you know who to trust. Well, I'll be the look first back person to say six it, months. If, yes, yeah. That, that's that's a very good point. I, I was going to say if. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I was just going to say, I'll, I'll like, <laughs> if you, you know, some of these guys, if you go back a couple of months and you look at some podcasts that they've done and you look at some videos on YouTube that they've done or interviews, a lot of them have flat out stated that, you know, these FOC guys are crazy it's not needed. You, they don't know what they're doing. There's, you know, the aero flight's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just to be blunt, they're speaking out of their ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now move forward to current. Now it's the somebody, best thing since sliced bread. Sorry. And somebody you need offered to buy him a little this cheddar. product because it's going to help you. Yeah. Yep. Somebody offered him a little Wait, cheddar. Man. They still, what? I mean, the, the video the other day, the dude was still like, well, I don't know about all this stuff, but see how it goes. It's like, well, then why are you even, why does this video exist then? Just stop. Yeah. I would venture to say, and you, both of you feel free to uh, call me out or correct me if you think I'm wrong here. I would say the only like either TV slash YouTube personality of, uh, in the hunting community that I think even like would have a slight clue to this kind of thing is probably T-Bone. I don't know of anybody else. Yeah. As far as like mainstream, mainstream. Yeah. But he, even him, even him, he just switched not too long ago. Right. Right. But yeah. he also, but he came from a target background and like, and he under, he understood this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, and, he understood and, and, and the, I, the dynamics of, you know, needing good flight and needing right. consistency and so well, even then he's been he a proponent made, of mass for a for a long time yeah, like yeah, i mean he's he been he's been doing that kind of stuff for a while yep yeah so. and so and i mean and he's been putting this stuff to use right yes he, right. he, he made a change and even before that like you said he did tend to promote higher mass so I mean that that's a natural tra- transition, right? That's just right. natural growth, right? Well, I, but I also think like if I were to walk up to any of these guys at the range, if I'm a complete newbie, and I'm like, "Why do you have that on the front of your arrow?" I mm-hmm. feel like Travis T Bone is like one of the guys that could actually explain it to me, and like in in somewhat kind of depth. Uh, uh, I don't think he is quite as much of a nerd about it as we are, but I think he could he could get the point across to most people. Uh, yeah. Now, well, Gary, yeah, uh, you, I, you I, said you said there might be who who else do you think of that may not be quite as notable? Because I, I would like to put like, and we're working on it. I'm trying to put um, out a that, list of the, of like people that we think of like shows and stuff like that that we think are doing a good job of representing this kind of stuff. The that new guy, not new guy, but the guy that just switched with the serious red arrow, the red arrow, oh, red arrow, yeah, Kip, 
Yeah, yeah, Kip. but but this but Kip's still pretty new to it. But, but right, here's that's the what difference. I mean. But like it, it, people it, it, know yeah. who he is, kind of. But like mainstream, mainstream, there's not. I don't know of anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that's and but that's kind of my my point is like. I'm very glad Kip's on board. Kip had a ton of success this season. I don't think he has any reason to switch, and I think he's going to stick exactly where he's at for uh, uh, for sponsorship and, and, and all that. And I think that he is there because it worked very well, and I think if it didn't, he would have went away from it. But Kip yeah. also doesn't pretend to be the subject matter expert on this right. kind of thing. Yeah. And where I'm Which seeing a ton of these guys. Exactly. I'm seeing a ton of these guys who learned about Dr. Ashby a month ago when when the hunting public became a, you know, posted Troy's video and, and episode, you know, suddenly they know everything about it. And it's like, well, do you, though? Because, like I said, they're they're at the top of Mountain Stupid, but nobody knows that, like, except, well, except the like the 50 of us who are on the other side of that. And there's and I guess like. I mentioned earlier with, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that we didn't mention that were important in our growth. There's a mm-hmm. ton of other guys that I think are uh, are great resources uh, well, online they're, they're and the plenty dangerous, right? It just yes, yeah, they they're, might they're just, not be able to go as deep. Exactly. In detail exactly. And that's fine. And you why. don't have to. Right. No, and you no, don't exactly. have to. And, and like the, like leave when people want to get like th- as technical as we can, like th- that's uh, we are those pe- <laughs> like we are the people for those people, I guess. Like and, and but ninety nine percent of people will never get to the point where they yeah. need to talk to us. The majority uh, um, of people want to know very simply, is this going to help? OK, yes. so it's going to help with this and this. Great. OK, let's try it. You know, either they like it or they don't. They don't. Most of them don't want to know the why. Most yeah. of them don't want to know the physics stuff behind it. They just want to know, hey, is this going to help? Yep. And how can I do it? Like I was going to yeah, say, it was, exactly. I think the, the this is where we aspect, were. Right. It's about the only thing that we haven't gotten into that we wanted to right now is the. Like when people reach out to us the stuff that they ask us, like it's pretty, you know, it's pretty basic. Like they come into it, you know, they've just turned on the fire hose and now they're trying to figure out which way's up. Yeah. Right. Um, so like that, like when we respond to people's messages and that kind of stuff, that's what we're, you know, that's what we're dealing with, I guess is, but you know, so when we have, I don't know, when it seems like a lot of the time, depending on who somebody hears about us through, depends on like what, like how big of a hill we have to then climb again once we try to start mm-hmm. helping people, mm-hmm. which is like kind of, I don't know, sometimes it's frustrating, more frustrating than others, but like, it's fine. Like, I'm glad that they found us eventually, but you know, they could find, I don't know. Bad habits Name, are hard to, to unlock. Right. Like, you, you that, that's try to, whoever they have spoken to before us, like, or heard talk about something before us, could, like, yeah, we have to start. Like, start try over. to get them, try to, yeah, we have yeah. to try to get them to forget what they were told and start over, which can be rather frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's a vicious cycle that yeah. I, I think that was the entire point of us 
you know, posting this episode as we're trying to get a, uh, get ahead of that. And, and the other thing is like, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, how do I want to word this? Uh, there's a lot of people that are quote unquote, not sponsored. Um, I think that people with, uh, a grain of discernment can look at things like that and realize, Hmm, maybe that's not exactly what is being presented. Uh, right. So just be wary of that as well, because, and this kind of goes back to like what Rob was saying, you know, like go back to podcast six months ago and listen to what they were saying. And then suddenly a manufacturer comes out with something that's more geared towards this. And they're like, ah, it's the best thing ever. Right. Front of center doesn't work like or front of center. Like there's too many issues with extreme front of center. Then the next thing you know, they're shooting a 650 grain arrow with 300 grains on the front. Like, right. What? <laughs> Stop it. <That's, laughs> like, just it's like, you know uh, that it works because you've done it before. Right. Exactly. And, and, and now they're on record saying like, I've never had as good a results. It's like, well, that's kind of what I thought. But, you know, six months ago, that wasn't what you were saying, but that's okay. But I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that everyone is like aboard the bus. I really am, right. I, and I'm not, you know, when we, uh, we didn't post the other episode because we sounded, we sounded bitter and we were bitter, but we weren't bitter about the things that I think people were going to take away from it. We were bitter about right. other things and, and we were scared. I, I think we were, I think I, at least I was scared well, and I still am scared the, to an extent. Yeah. The, the fear is that those of us that have been working at this and, and talking about all of this for years and perfecting how we're doing so and 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 working to improve ourselves and how we present and our knowledge and now it's finally gaining traction right the the you know we're starting to have forward progress we're not just spinning wheels yeah, yeah. And, and we're like yay and then things, we see the things people that blew are talking up a bit yeah. And now we see a whole lot of bad information. Poor, and poor what the, the, the fear is that that bad information is going to lead to a whole lot of people that think that this is all a bunch of crap. Which is what like that's I think that's why the people that do think it's a bunch of crap now, like if they did try it whenever they tried it. I think that's one of the main problems is that, yeah. you know, like not until I guess, you know, the last I'm trying to think of when 250 spines became popular, the last six, seven Three, years. Last, yeah. Last handful. Oh, years, oh, it just became a thing. Expand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like before that, they yeah. did not exist. So like, you know, guys right. are shooting. They did. Like if they tried the FOC route, they either had to shoot few. You had very few options for it. Right. You had to know what you were looking for, too. But like, you know, yeah. when I before I stumbled into it uh i always shot 340s with normal components you know yeah i mean a sometimes 400s <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing like you didn't you didn't we we didn't sell like i worked at uh a gun store archery shop and i worked at a field and stream store which is dicks but their yeah. hunting store or whatever um, right you know we didn't sell 300 spine 10 years no, ago right or, right because it's like oh well the chart says it's too stiff it's like oh yeah 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 
Like here's a 340. You shoot 70 pounds. We're gonna toss. You know, it's like you're gonna shoot a hundred grain rage anyway. So here you go. Here yeah. You go. Well, that well that's that and was the tuned, standard, right? You know, it would and tune and it's still too, but. it still is to an extent. It's like oh, you yeah. shoot 70 pounds, 340. Oh, you shoot 60, 400, and like that's right. like half the pro shops you walk into. That's that is that's all they have. That is like, their when that I, is their yeah yeah. Well, I remember I, the first time I tried to buy some 300s, they were like. They're We've like, got a custom order those. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, now, exactly. And then when now I, when I, I started asking for two fifties, it was like, oh, "What are you hunting, elephants?" And I'm like, "Well, right." Now no. I can walk in. Now I can walk into the shops, like the local shops, and they have two fifties. Like they're in stock. Like, yeah. Okay. This is a nice, a nice change. I like this. Yeah. Now I like if I needed something, like, you know, I, I'm not always the best at supporting local business, but. Uh, if I need something right then, or if I, you know, yep. they have a good sale on their arrows, I can expect to walk in and find what I need because, I mean, one, still not a lot of people using them or looking for them, right. and I can probably talk my way into a deal on them anyways, right. or like they're just available, which is not, yeah. it's not normal anymore, or it's, well, it's well, normal. It's was, becoming normal. It, it wasn't normal before. More normal. Yeah. It's becoming yeah. way more normal. I even so when a uh, a newer arrow manufacturer. Uh, approached us initially for some like uh, um, like market research stuff. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna have three hundred and three forties available to start." And, yeah, I was and you're like, like, "What do yeah. I do with those?" Uh, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna need <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need two fifties, bro." And they were like, "Well, we're not sure if that's gonna be our target demographic." I was like, like "It should be anybody anybody who shoots over two hundred and fifty grains on the front of their arrow should be in a two fifty. Unless yeah. you have a very low draw weight or a, 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 a lower draw weight or a short draw length. Like, yeah, like you're going to sell more 250s than anything. They didn't do it. And then they immediately realized they need, needed a 250 stat. So they did it. Well, uh, every time and, any arrow company comes out, because like, you know, the groups that we're in have a shit ton of nerds and everybody likes new stuff. So stuff can be a rumor and people have already sniffed it out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I wanted to try those, but they don't have a 250 spine. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of well, a problem. We kind of all need that. It, yeah. And then it's just a memory for us. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. that would be like the extortions. I'd love mm-hmm. to try an extortion. Can't do it. They don't have a 250. Well, yeah, apparently I've been, have I've been told. I have been, yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm all about that arrow. That arrow. I actually do want to try some sick. of those. Oh, dude, I really do. I really, say, really Garrett, do. That's like right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's dude. That that arrow looks incredible, and they have it in a 250. But yeah. but they have it in a 250. But they didn't talk. They didn't say it was going to be available in a 250. And on their current chart on their website, unless it has been updated, they do not have a 250 listed. But I messaged Victory on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, do you have this in a two of 250?" They were like, "Yeah, here's the specs on it." I was like, "Man, I feel like you should make this public." It's on their uh, website now. It is on their website. Boom. 10.8 Uh-oh. GPI. That ain't bad. Uh-oh. What? I might have found my new arrow. <laughs> Dude. It, <it's, laughs> I told you. That I just looked. That I thought was I just saw that. Yeah. Well, now that I see the actually see the specs, it's got a 248 OD. I know there's yeah. Valkyrie components that fit that. Yeah. Sign yep. me up. Yep. I think you need well, to get see, a dozen there of those you go. Like, tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, Man, and they've got I, pin bushings. All right. All right. Anybody that's gonna buy victory arrows, throw their inserts in the trash. Yeah, they're use not something good. else. Yeah, anything they're else. Not, they're not good. The shock you stuff is just use not deep good. six for all I care. Just don't use their stock components. 
Yeah. It's not what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So, so we haven't been TL recording did. for as long as I thought we have. Uh, oh, dude, we're we're like we're over, we're encroaching on an hour and forty five minutes. I know, but that's I thought we've been talking for longer. Oh, no, yeah. we talked for like a half an hour before we hit record. Yeah, that's mm. we we always do that. I know, but uh, yeah, man, I'm okay. I'm really pumped that they put this on their website now. Good, Jack. Good game. Nah, I don't know. Aren't nah. they expensive though? Yeah, they are. They're the same <laughs> they're price as TVTs. Shit. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is kind of weird because from what I understand that they were, Victory wanted Grizzly Stick to be like, like, like the, their top tier. Their top tier, like available have, shaft. So, yeah. and now the extortions are like on, or the probably, now, well, bees and the extortions are basically at the same price point. Honestly, it's, I, I know that the TDT price ended up higher than Grizzly Stick initially wanted. Sure, right. Because um, that, that was their, their hope with going to victory was to be able to bring it down further than they did. What the and, hell? Now they have um, an extortion in a 250. And I'd still take the Vap SS. Victory. Oh, I would, I would too, but oh, that's great. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Rob. No, I just, I got, the, all, I got all the TDTs on there I too. I don't think they did before, did they? Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. Oh, did they? Um, yeah. But honestly, I think that part of the pricing from Victory oh. was because they knew that this stuff was coming. Right. And they yeah. didn't yeah. want their new shaft to be more expensive than the Grizzly Stick. Sure, sure. Right. 13.1 GPI on a 250 extortion. Yeah, it's, it's a like fat scoob. boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the wall on that? What's the OD? Uh, 274. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's thick. <laughs> All right, that's thick. But uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. Do we have so, anything? Else? Okay, well, what's what's the TLDR on this episode? Uh, be careful who you recommend. Take stuff with a grain of salt. We're very fortunate to be where we are through sheer luck, and yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that, I mean that's about it. Is you know, as more people start talking about this, just pay attention to, uh, you know, what they're saying and and the validity of it. And, uh, you know, if you just pay attention, I think I know with like social media stuff, like there are guys that we know that we talk to often that like they do they believe in all this stuff, but they also kind of not really push us back when they start Facebook arguments and stuff, but like they get into the weeds with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to like temper that a little bit more. Like, yeah, you know, I, especially lately I've been trying like I'll, you know, since I know how to talk about this stuff in, you know, 10 different ways, I'll just keep saying the same thing in different ways to the people yeah. that are the most combative right. until it kind of clicks or they'll be like, well, I guess that makes sense. So, but I'll just have to agree to disagree. I'm like, we are agreeing actually, but you <laughs> don't like, <laughs> we are actually agreeing you, on all of these things. Words. Right. It's like the only thing that we differ on is arrow weight and where yeah. to put it. Like yep. th- that's it. And even then we're agreeing because I'm saying, shoot as heavy as you want to get the trajectory you want 
And if your yep. trajectory that you like is 325, well, then I guess you have to shoot a 375 grain arrow. I don't know. But know its limits. Yep, exactly. But it's just we and have to. You know. I think I think the other part of this is for anyone new that, you know, maybe has found us recently because of the the hunting public or Troy or, you know, any of the, the conversations that have been happening recently to, you know, realize that it's very easy to get super focused on specific things, you know, like if you came and found this stuff because you had a failure at a with a bone impact, you're probably going to be really adamant about 650. Yeah. And how that fixed, you know, it, it helped you and now you're confident again, right? That's wonderful. I'm also but here to tell you that you don't need it sometimes. It and that's it's all you know. There's a, a wide balance here. And I mean, it's the same thing with guys that struggled for years with fixed blades and flight. And and yeah, now FOC is for those has, arguments today, you know, has let them build what they want and have the consistency and they're seeing better straight line penetration. And so they're, you know, just bound and determined that you need to be, you know, 20, 25 plus. That's great. But take a step back remember where you were prior to this and how you felt about it and best thing find a mentor find someone if you're really wanting to dive into this and try and help with outreach and try and help with with you know teaching people find someone that knows more than you mhm and <laughs> learn Learn how to have those conversations without turning people off and making them bitter. That's a huge part of this is, you know, find someone that you can, you know, go back and forth with and grow. Yep. Got to be able to learn. Coming to this thing closed minded, it's going to be a very short journey for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think. All right. I don't know. I mean. It's probably the same thing over again, but like when we like heavy arrow, high FOC guys, we have this reputation. Like when we get into a group right now, like we normally we all flood a group all in within a week. Once we find a new one where people are saying a bunch of dumb shit, we fly in there like banshees and, you know, might as well. I, I don't know. We're, we take over the village essentially, but then, you know, we, we drag other people out that have been in the groups quietly for a while. Yep. But then at the same time, like we'll catch ourselves or I'll see it. Like we'll catch ourselves and I've done it too. We'll catch ourselves in those arguments where like, it's just a screaming match to see who is right Which when you're both pointless. saying the same, right. You're both saying the same thing, yeah. but it makes us look bad because we are the exactly. minority. Yep. That you gotta be on it's your the best main, behavior. Yeah. Main thing to because everyone is watching and yeah. people automatically assume that uh, 
you know, we're just out to cause problems. Yeah. And they assume that, you know, there's the assumption that we assume that we're wrong or not that we, we, there's the assumption that we are wrong. Like they believe that what we are saying is wrong or not needed or like, it's not wrong, but it's also not needed, but they don't, yeah, they don't see that we we're saying, yes, we know it's not needed, but it has worked this way for plenty of people. So if you want to try it until you, until you need it. Right. Like it's, you know, it's like, if you want to try it, this is how you try it. Don't listen to the guys that are steering you away from it that are scared because they've never done it. Yep. But, but also don't scream at those guys that are scared because you're just going to make all of us look bad. Yep. Big facts there. Big facts and something we can all work on for sure. Okay, cool. Anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up? I think that's about it. Garrett? Should be good. No, I've cool. talked a lot this time, so I think I'm Yeah, good. I'm going to make you talk this much every time. <laughs> you don't have an option anymore. Shit. We finally we got you to you cut can. loose. A, yeah, we finally got you to cut loose a little bit of DSE, and now I'm not I'm not letting you turn that off anymore. Yeah, well, I, we... This is I, the problem. I let people know that I actually have thoughts in my brain, and then I have to let them out. Yeah. <laughs> It can uh, can be dangerous sometimes. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thanks everyone for uh, uh, hanging out. If you're still here, it's uh, been a while since we've had an episode this long, but uh, hopefully the Africa series will get wrapped up here pretty soon. I know we've got a couple guests on deck. We're recording with uh, this week that uh, we're going to lead in with uh, starting right after this. So uh, pretty excited for the content we have uh, moving forward. Um, new merch will probably be available. So go check it out with podcast.com. Click on store. It'll all be there. Uh, maybe we'll put out a promo code or something. Who knows? We might. Probably not. We don't make any money off this. God, we really don't. We don't make. We really. <laughs> this is don't. not a profit center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drop, drop, drop. Shipment is uh, not not much money to be made. So, it's expensive uh, on that end, but it's also cheaper that we don't have to invest a ton of stuff. So yes, we can yeah, get you guys merch on yeah, the cheap low, for both of us. Low, low risk. Low risk yeah. for us. So anyway, Which cool. Keeps well, this thanks. whole thing running. That's right. Yeah. But you have to buy it because if you don't, my wife's going to murder me. Uh, so, so please, please buy some merch and some stickers. Um, but cool. All right. Thanks everyone for uh, hanging out and, uh, disrupt the status quo. I guess that's our new sign off. I think Well, you kind of butchered it, but sure. Yeah. yeah you're going to have to work on that a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on this one. I was going to lead. I was, I was going to lead in with the old one, but, uh, now, uh, I don't, I don't know how to deliver this one. I'm going to have to work on it off air anyway. Disrupt the status quo. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to end on that. (laughs) There you go. I like it.